Hello, and welcome to Handheld Zero, the show where we discuss the highs and lows of handheld gaming. My name is Nate, or Conception2, as you might know me, and we have a great show for you today, but first let's start with some context. If you're unsure of what the show does or what it's meant to be accomplishing, go ahead and listen to our episode zero live stream audio. It's actually a bonus episode in the feed. Go ahead and give that a listen. It kind of gives you a sample of what we're going to be doing with this podcast. And this week, of course, we are going to be discussing Grand Theft Auto Vice City stories for the PlayStation Portable. I am excited that I am able to do this episode because it really came down to the wire. I finished the game very late last night and uh, wrote up my outline for the show. So I was really worried that I might have to push the podcast back a week because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get it done. But uh, I had a busy week and stuff last week, but I was able to cram it in. I'm happy to be able to share it with you. Why did I want to play this game? A few different reasons. I have very little experience with the PSP. I never owned one personally. I had friends who did. So I did play a little bit of theirs, and I did vaguely remember a couple of Grand Theft Auto installments on there. So I kind of wanted to check out one of those. I wanted to come up with a game that's a little bit different than what we've been talking about. Um, The other shows that we've discussed are a little bit more kid-friendly. This one isn't as much, obviously. So I wanted to switch genres a little bit. I am a fan of the few mainline GTA games that I've played which have been Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 and a bit of San Andreas. So I kind of wanted to explore not only what a portable version of this would look like, but I also kind of wanted to dive into a different form of Grand Theft Auto that I hadn't seen, which is Vice City and the world that accompanies that. I also wanted to check out this game. The GTA Stories games are very popular as it comes to PSP games. So I kind of wanted to see what one of those would be like. And I was kind of going between a few and I wanted to dive into Vice City as it was an environment I hadn't played yet. So Vice City Stories is what I decided to go with. All right, we're switching up the format just a bit. We are gonna start separating the story portion from the gameplay portion, just because that tends to be a very bulky segment if we combine them. So the first segment we're going to do with the story summary and uh, history development is called Press Start. So let's discuss the story a little bit. The game takes place in Vice City, which is a fictional version of Miami, in 1984. We play as a character named Victor Vance. He often goes by Vic. He's a soldier stationed at the city's army barracks. Uh, Victor gets tangled up with his asshole superior officer, Sergeant Martinez, who wants Vic, rather, to assist him with his lucrative drug trade, of course. Vic, who has a sick brother who he's trying to support, and that's why he's in the army, hesitantly agrees. He doesn't like to get involved, but he decides to do it because the money is good. Surprise, surprise, Martinez screws him over. He pins the drug trade on Vic after they get caught, who is discharged from the army as a result and left penniless on the streets. Vic, down on his luck, takes another job after this from Martinez, and guess what? He's betrayed again. So strange. Through a series of circumstances involving rednecks and the murder of a serial domestic abuser, Vic finds himself becoming a gang leader with the assistance of his brother Lance. Yes, that is Lance Vance is his name. Lance is not the sick one, by the way. Uh, Vic goes through several bonkers gang-related activities, including a mission where they have to escort and keep safe the actual Phil Collins from harm. Insane. And they end up working with a rival duo called the Mendez Brothers after lying to them 
about Martinez saying that he was a undercover DEA agent and you shouldn't work with him. Spoiler alert, that doesn't go well. The Mendez brothers discover that this is a lie through Martinez directly, and they partner with him in order to take down the Vance brothers. It becomes a somewhat of a gang war between the the Vance brothers and this now gang syndicate formed between the Mendez brothers and Martinez's crew. But through extensive tracking and close calls, Victor tracks down the home base where the Mendez brothers and martinez are and he takes a giant army helicopter to the base and just wipes them out completely after all the stress and battling and craziness vic and lance swear off the drug business altogether and drive off into the sunset to get their brother the care they needs and that's beautiful i guess the game was published and developed by rockstar and was released in North America for the PSP on Halloween Day, October 31st, 2006. All right, now it is time for Natapedia. Let's get into a little bit about what the gameplay is and what's involved there. So if you're unfamiliar with GTA games, especially as they broke into the 3D world, this is a third-person shooter as well as a driving game. It kind of combines both. There were historically some improvements to the combat system in this game from previous iterations there is the inclusion of intelligent aim which means that whenever you would aim down sight with a weapon it would automatically target a high threat individual which was very useful uh, you also had the ability to grapple and throw enemies when you're in melee combat so it kind of diversified that a little bit and you could also stand on top of enemies so they wouldn't move which was kind of a unique feature as well it's a very large and open world that encourages exploration player choice. Yes, there are story missions, and we'll get into a little bit about that in a second, but you can kind of take things in stride. If you don't want to do all the story missions, you can elect to do some side missions or just do free play exploring, or we'll get into it a little bit as well. There are some side activities that aren't missions that you could do to enjoy the world a little bit. It was very interesting to see a portable game have such an expansive uh, world to it. Obviously, with every GTA game, there are several ways to move about the world. Obviously, there's walking and running, there's swimming, there's driving, there's biking, there's motorcycling, there's flying, there's boating. There's all kinds of ways to move around. Uh, Larger areas of the map, different shops and locations become available after completing main story missions. So some of the areas are kind of locked until you progress the story. But there are also side missions that are present to give you rewards, including money, vehicles, weapons, things of that nature. Uh, as I alluded to before, free roam between missions. There's limitless opportunities as to what you can do with the environment around you. Crime and chaos between missions will lead to the police being after you. This is classic GTA stuff. The amount of police varies from one star, which is basically a police cruiser that's trying to chase you down, to six stars where you got tanks, copters, uh, jets, rocket launchers speed traps, things of that nature that they're trying to take you down. It's basically impossible to get away. If you are arrested or killed, you can bribe the police or the hospital staff to get your weapons back. Otherwise, everything that is on your person, besides your money, will be removed from you. That is illegal. So that is an option if you do die and you do want to keep some of that stuff. Mini games and collectibles. There's a few different things that we can do here. So there's a unique game that is included in this version that I thought was pretty nifty, but it wasn't like a, a, a pulling feature for me. It was called Beach Patrol. So what you would do is you would be on the beach. You'd be driving around in this little like sand buggy. You can rescue drowning people from the water. You can help 
like resuscitate people on the land. Um, but on the reverse side, if there are people like biking on the, in the sand, you can like knock them off their bike and get them out of here. You can shoot them, which is a little over the top, if you ask me. But you could, you could do that. Why not? But uh, it was just kind of. I think from what I could tell, it was just meant to be like a side activity that's just kind of like a blow off steam kind of deal. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, the more expansive portion of these like mini games, and I hesitate to call this one a mini game because it is so different, was what they referred to in the game as empire building. Uh, this is also reminiscent of in other iterations of GTA games as like gang territories. What this means is you would continue to hold businesses and territories under the, your gang's name while defending them from other gangs. So it was kind of like a territory war or a, I don't want to say it was like a strategy game. Because you don't get to see it from like this overworld view, but you want to hold on to much as much of it as you can, so you can earn more money to progress the game at a at a better rate. Uh, this this actually leads to quite a bit of money if you're able to sustain it for a longer period of time. So that was interesting. There's also these hidden packages attached to red balloons, which I found out when researching for this podcast. There, I didn't know this in the game. I wasn't paying close enough attention, I guess. There is 99 of them, and it is a direct relation to 99 Left Balloons, which was a song that was featured in the original Vice City game. It bears mentioning as well, Vice City Stories is a prequel to Vice City, and the main character that you play as in Vice City Stories is not the same character that you play as in Vice City. All right, let's talk about buffs and nerfs. What works for me and what doesn't quite work for me? So let's start with the positive. Let's 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 go into buffs. As is the case with any GTA game, the soundtrack is amazing. Such great tunes. One of my favorite things to do is just kind of hop in a car, cruise along the coastline highways, and just flip through the radio and find songs that I like. Very relaxing until you inevitably crash into a guardrail or another car and then the police are after you takes the relaxation point out of it, but you understand my meaning. The soundtrack is really good. You just want to cruise and enjoy it. So good. The open world in a portable game, especially, but just in general, it feels lively and interesting. Vice City as a setting is different than what I'm used to in GTA games, but it was a welcome change. It felt more vibrant and at times Liberty City or Los Santos with both of them being so big, it kind of just felt like a different vibe. You know, it's very expansive and very open world, but something about Vice City as an environment just gave me gave it a little bit more energy to me, which I which I enjoyed. Um, as also is the case with any good GTA game, the amount of vehicles and methods of transportation is astounding. Lots of cool cars, even for an older game that came out in 2006 that was based on an even older game before that. You still see classics like the Infernus and, and things of that nature that you just want to keep hopping into any time you play a GTA game. And it's just so much fun. For a 2006 game that is a handheld game for a system that is not as popular, keeping in mind, of course, that the handheld system at the time was dominated by Nintendo, this game has a ton of content. So, like, the story is long enough, the, you know, Empire building is great. The mini games. There is also a multiplayer mode, which I obviously didn't get to try out because it's Wi-Fi based in terms of local Wi-Fi. So we didn't get to try that out exactly. But there is a Wi-Fi mode where you can uh, roam with your friends as well. It definitely has a strong replayability factor to those who played it. So I did enjoy that as well. And I could tell that for the time, this was something to be impressed by. 
But let's get into nerfs. What didn't quite flow for me? Now, to give it a, a caveat, I'm going into this game after playing games like 4 and 5 iterations of the series that made improvements based on this. So some of the knocks are just due to it being an older game. But I think it's still fair to evaluate those. So let's talk a little about the controls. The controls felt different and a little bit unstable in comparison to the console versions that I'm used to. Sensitivity felt really high. I had trouble aiming and driving. I would crash way more often than I would in a console game because I just felt like I didn't have enough of a control on it. That could be based on the PSP system itself being primarily a D-pad with a little joystick. You know, we I'm kind of used to the twin stick uh, method, so that could be involved as well. But it just felt more difficult for me to get my hands around. The story, I wasn't super impressed with the story, especially in comparison to things like GTA 4 and GTA 5. It was a bit lackluster and predictable. I could kind of see from the second that we got in and we started helping out Martinez that he was going to betray us and this was going to be kind of like the villain back and forth that, you know, you could kind of see it from like the opening scenes of the game. So I wasn't super impressed with the story. The combat can be a little bit clunky. I didn't experience this as much with shooting, but especially when you go from shooting into melee, the melee is a little bit weird. I remember early on in the game, I am invading a apartment building where I went from outside, you know, kind of shooting from a distance to take out the people outside. And then I went inside where I was attempting to use my gun, but they kind of charge at you. And I had a lot of difficulty navigating into a melee form. And even when I was doing melee, it was just kind of static. It's just kind of like you, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't see it, but you kind of just hold your fists up and you just jab forward, jab forward, jab forward. Or if you have a bat, you're just going whack, whack, whack. And it just felt a little bit bland to me. So I wasn't a fan of that, but also it just was a little bit clunky to control. So not the best. Some of the humor goes for that classic early 2000 shock value kind of humor which is obviously outdated in the current climate so a good chunk of the humor i would say doesn't hold up and would probably even be considered problematic at at this given juncture so it was a little bit cringeworthy to encounter that in the game but you know you also have to evaluate it from a lens that it was a different political landscape at the time so i guess i could understand it but i couldn't i couldn't support it fully i couldn't engage fully because i knew it just wasn't something that i really appreciated um and then finally there was just occasionally this was rare it didn't happen a lot but there were some like graphical glitches that would occur just like parts of the map that wouldn't load um you know corners of things kind of disappearing and and things of that nature so that kind of deterred from the experience as well All right, let's get into our next segment, How Many Carts, where we discuss our final impressions of the game and give it a review score based out of five cartridges. I guess it would have been more appropriate to do discs for that one, as PSP famously had the tiny UMD discs, but we're going to stick with cartridges. That's more handheld. Appreciated. Final impressions. GTA Vice City Stories is definitely an impressive handheld game. If I had gotten my hands around a PSP in 2006 and played this game, I would have been enthralled. The world feels alive, it's large, it's exciting, and I really enjoy cruising those beachside highways while listening to that jamming soundtrack. Classic GTA stuff that you can't replicate. However, as someone who has mainly played GTA games that were released after this one, 
it does feel dated in several ways. Combat can feel awkward and stagnant, especially when it comes to melee combat. And there are occasionally some gra small graphical glitches that would pop up and distract. Controls generally felt overly sensitive and driving can be challenging because of it. You end up crashing into guardrails and other vehicles a little bit more often than you would in a more current iteration of the game. The story was lacking and some of the shock-based humor that occurred within it has lost its taste and would sour on the modern day audience. Despite all this, it's hard to deny that games like this walked so the Nintendo Switch could run. This game is packed with content, mini games, side missions, multiplayer options, and I'm sure, as I've read, it's massively popular at the time of release. And it's hard to deny that a console like the Nintendo Switch, which has now has the power to take on these open worlds in an impressive handheld format, had to draw some inspiration from games like this. All in all, the game was fine, but I'll stick with GTA 5 personally. I'm going to give this game three cards out of five. Three cards out of five. And just like that, I can't believe we're already here, but game over. Continue. Two weeks from now, we're going to be talking our first Nintendo DS game, which I'm excited to get back into. We've talked about some older Nintendo handhelds. We obviously had Origami King, which was a newer Nintendo Switch game. Kind of want to delve into that middle ground there with Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Very different game than what we've talked about as well. And a Nintendo DS classic, so I'm excited to kind of jump into it. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you give me a follow on Twitter. That is at Conception with a K underscore two. So that is K-O-N-C-E-P. T-I-O-N underscore two. If you would like to catch the podcast in a video form, we will obviously be posting the unedited raw video forms on YouTube, as well as Twitch, where I stream them live. Twitch.tv slash Conception2, spelled the same way, but no underscore in between Conception and two. If you would like to catch them on YouTube after they've been added, you can just Google uh, search or YouTube search Nate Porteous, which is N-A-T-E space P-O-R-T-E-O-U-S. If you haven't already, please subscribe and review the podcast and rate it five stars. If you're listening on other forms of the podcast medium, such as Spotify or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Podbean, anything like that, that don't have a clear-cut review system, if you're able to quickly jump over to the Apple Podcast side of things and just give us a five-star rating and leave your thoughts on the show and as a review, and I'd love to read them. I'm quickly just checking here to see if there are any more reviews. Let's see. I think I've read all the ones we have currently, but we do have a five-star review rating on Apple Podcasts. So let's continue to help that grow and get this show noticed a little bit more. But finally, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And in two weeks, we will see you with Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time.